Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Purpose Kingdom, and you are listening to episode 1,949, and I am so delighted to be on tonight to share some great news, the great gospel, of course. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Arthenius Colvin, coming to you live from the state of South Carolina, and I am so excited to to have you listening tonight wherever you are. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So I am with my organization of One Touch Transformation, which is my baby, my ministry, which is on the brink of turning 10 years, One Touch Transformation, and it is a nonprofit organization where our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and empowering all victims, <clears throat> excuse me, and survivors. And so we are just so excited about, you know, what God has been doing, what God is doing, and what is he, what is to come. And so One Touch Transformation is on the brink of turning 10 years. We'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary in January, January 2024. And then let me tell you, it has been quite an exciting journey from the day of its inception up until now. We have done so many great things uh, through the help of God and through the support of a great community friends, family, and we just cannot thank each of them enough because truly without their support, without um, their, you know, support and everything that they've contributed throughout these years, we wouldn't have been able to do the things that we were able to do. And so, like I said, we are on the brink of 10 years, and let me tell you, God has just been good. So the nonprofit, it started simply off of my story of overcoming childhood sexual abuse. And I'm not going to go into details because I know I've shared it, and I'll wait until the 10-year anniversary. We have a, a show specifically dedicated to that. But I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, and this is actually my 10-year anniversary of breaking my silence. So 2013, I broke my silence for the first time and shared with my family that I was a victim of childhood sexual abuse. I was silent for 20 years. And so after I shared my silence, and I'm sorry, shared my story, after I shared my story, I knew that there was more that I wanted to do, not just for me, but for others who have gone through the same or similar experience or those who were currently going through the the experience or, you know, dealing with the pain of their past. Because let me tell you, when you go through traumatic experiences such as abuse, it, it really does traumatize you. It, it affects you, not just not just in the moment, but years later into your adulthood. And I I knew firsthand. And so I knew that there was more that I wanted to do. I wanted to help those who were experiencing it and those who were still dealing with the pain of their past. So I did attend therapy. I went to group therapy, and I had a counselor, and I was able to, you know, really talk and get those things off my chest and share it and open up. And I'm grateful that I did because it allowed me to learn more about myself. It allowed me to recognize what my triggers were. It allowed me to know how to avoid triggers and how to conquer those triggers. And so after I attended therapy and and the group therapy and my personal therapist and my counselor and all that, I knew there was something else that I needed to do. So From there, I started volunteering at my local rape crisis center, and I was able to share my story in their group therapy sessions. And and it was just a blessing because at one point, I remember it was difficult for me to share my story. It was was hard to just talk about it without even, you know, crying. But I I reached a point where I was able to, to smile, and I was able to smile about it because I knew how much I have grown. I knew where I started and where I was and where God had brought me from and and where he was taking me. And so I was able to talk about what happened, and I was able to encourage other men and women that, you know what, just because you're here right now, it does not mean it's going to dictate where God is going to take you. Because even though, 
even though it hurts, even though it's painful, even though we cry, even though we have those dark times and those dark moments and those dark days, we do not have to allow the pain of our past to dictate who God has destined us to become. And that was one thing that I just kept telling myself, like, I do not have to be who the enemy was trying to make me become or what he tried to do to me because I was just like Joseph when he told his brothers, like, hey, what you did was trying to set me up for evil, but God turned all of that around for my good. And I recognized that, that everything that I had gone through, everything that I had experienced, even though it was meant for evil, God turned my story around and used it for his good and for his glory. And from that day, from that moment when I realized that, I knew then that it was not about me. My story was not about me, but it was about him getting the glory. It was about someone else needing to hear what I had to go through, needing to hear how God was able to pull me through it, because I know it was nothing but the goodness of God that kept me, that kept me in my right mind, that kept me safe, that kept me from going down some of the darkest roads that I know that I could have gone down, and, and, and I'm just so grateful I am so appreciative of God's love and how he just kept his loving arms around me. And so I am here to encourage, like, wherever I go, I am here to encourage you that even though what you've gone through may have caused so much pain, just know that you do not have to allow it to dictate who God has created you to be and where he has taken you. God is, uh, you know, so good. He is so good. And we just can't even just can't tell it all. You can't talk about it too much. I mean, because it'll take all day and all night, but to sum it all up, just know that God is, he, he he's just great. He's amazing in the things that he can do for us and the things that he will do, especially in, in, the, in the time of our, our darkest moments when we feel like that there is no escape, when we feel like that there is no light at the end of the tunnel, he steps right in and he proves himself over and over. And I am a witness that God can and he will. And so I encourage, wherever I go, I encourage all victims and all survivors that no matter what you've been through, and not even just victims and survivors of sexual abuse, but whatever you have gone through, whatever your past is, because we all have a past. We all have gone through hard times. We all have experienced some traumatic events at some point. But whatever it may have been, whatever you may have gone through, just know that God is still able to pull you through. God is able to deliver you. God is able to keep you and not just keep you but sustain you and, and, and allow you to have a peace of mind because there are so many people out there who have gone through the same things that I have, the same things that you have, and some of them didn't make it out. Some of them did not keep their sanity. But thank thank God who gives us the victory in every situation time after time. He allows us to stay in our right mind and still have peace. That's why I'm reminded of his word to say if we keep our mind stayed on him, he'll keep us in perfect peace. And it has proven that scripture has proven in my life multiple times because there were plenty of times people didn't understand how I was able to still walk around and smile even though I was hurting and crushed on the inside. They didn't understand how I was still able to minister even through songs and leading worship. There were times I didn't even understand myself because there were plenty of times I used to, you know, wonder and just ask within myself, like, how is it that I'm able to lead worship? How is it that I'm able to invite others into worship so that they may be freed and that they may be delivered and that they may find peace, that they may find healing while, you know, I'm singing and while God is leading me, but here I am going home bound. Weekend after weekend, I just didn't understand. But you know what? God, he, he, he still brought me through and he freed me and he gave me true freedom because he said, whom the Son has made free, he is free indeed, and I am free indeed. And you can, too, be freed indeed, because if he did it for me, then I know that he can do it for you. But the one thing that you have to make up in your mind is that you have to want to be healed, that you have to want to be delivered. That's the only way that it can happen. You have to want it. And so I'm going to ask you, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want your healing? How bad do you want your freedom? How bad do you want your deliverance? How bad do you want peace? 
And so it's up to you to make that decision to want to be healed. And that's what I did. And I give God all glory and I give him all praise because, like I said, it is not about me. It never has been and it never will be. It will always be about God getting the glory. It will always be about someone else needing to hear the story of how God is still delivering, how God is still setting free, how God is still loosening the chains. He's breaking chains. And, you know, we're not just talking about what we read about in the Bible, but we're talking about what he is still doing now. And so God, he's still on the throne. God is still all powerful. And there is nothing too hard for our God. And so that's why I praise him and, and I just love him and worship him for who he is, all that he has done, what he's continuing to do. And I'm just so excited about my God, and I hope that you are too. And so I I just get joy out of being able to share my testimony and just being able to share how great our God is. And so now that I've gotten that out of the way, so (laughs) you know how One Touch Transformation started, why it started, what it's all about, Um, just thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Purpose Kingdom, and I'm so grateful even for this platform because it was through this platform that I was even able to have the opportunity to share the goodness of God. So, like I said, I'm not going to talk about my story. I just wanted to get all of that out. Um, we'll save we'll save this, that special episode for January 2024, if it be God's will. But what I do want to talk about is, you know, and we could pretty much tie that in after I just gave my whole spiel of the decision that we all have to make when we are in pursuit of our healing or deliverance of even or even just more of God. But I do want to talk about choices and priorities. So choices and priorities. So I read this book not too long ago, just finished it, and um, it was called A Woman's After God's Own Heart, and I enjoyed it. And there was a chapter where she focused on choices and priorities as a woman of God and as a woman after God's heart. And so, of course, we we know that David, he was the prime example that is often used in other books, other resources, but the Bible does um, state that David was a man after God's heart. And so she also used the example of David being a man of God who was always after God's heart. And the reason why we know that he was after God's heart because he had a, a repentant heart. Every time that he sinned, every time he messed up, every time he had forsaken what God had already told him to do or not to do. When he went wrong, when he went left, he always went back to God to repent. He, you know, made that choice. That was his top priority no matter what. Like, yo, I can't forget where I came from. I can't forget what I'm supposed to do. If I mess up, I know I got to go back to God. That was top priority. And in truth be told, that should be our top priority as well. When we know that we mess up, when we know when we sin or we do something that we shouldn't do or don't do something that we should do, our main priority should always be to, hey, return that to God, repent, ask for forgiveness. So that should be all of our priorities, our top priority. But the author in this book, she quoted, the choices we make are key to the priorities we practice. The choices we make are key to the priorities we practice. And when we really focus and think about that that quote, that statement, that is so true. The choices that we make, they point to our priorities. And whatever those priorities that we we are practicing lead to our choices. So if we know what our priorities are and we're practicing those priorities, then we're going to make choices based off of our priorities. So if I am a woman after God's heart, I know that my priority is always going to put God first. And so if I'm putting God first, then that's going to indicate what choices I make. And that's with anything. That's that's with anything when it comes to God, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your, your social life, when it comes to your morals, when it comes to your values, your principles, the things that you stand on. What 
what are your priorities? Where are you placing your priorities? Because whatever they are, that's what you're going to practice, and it's going to indicate what choices you make. So the choices we make are key to the priorities we practice. Another quote she said, she said, our choices which reflect our priorities, which is what I just said, our choices which reflect our priorities will help us fulfill God's design for our lives. Our choices, they should and they will reflect our priorities. So if my priorities, if my priorities are set up right, which is keeping God first or putting God first, if that is my priority, and I'm talking about my top priority, then my choices are going to be reflected from my priorities. And as long as I'm keeping God as my top priorities, I'm going to make the right choices, and that's going to help me fulfill God's design for my life. That's going to help you fulfill God's design for your life. If your priorities are in the right place, and if God is your top priority, then you're going to make the right choices. Now, will you make the right choices 100% of the time? No, because we're, we're human. We're in the flesh, and we're always at war with our spirit man. But if we have God as our top priority, meaning we're putting him first, meaning that he's always top priority no matter what, we're not putting anything else above God, but God is a top of the totem pole. But if we're putting him first, then it's going to be reflected in our choices. And if we're making the right choices based off of our priority then we're able to fulfill God's design for our lives. We're able to line up with his plans for our life. We're able to walk into the purpose, what God has for our life. Why? Because I'm lined up with him. My spirit is lined up with him. It's going to reflect my spiritual life. Like I said, I'm not, going to, I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect, and that it's going to be that way 100% of the time because it will not. There are going to be times when we are off the course, when we veer one way. There are going to be times when that happens because the enemy is constantly fighting at us. The enemy is, is trying to take us off course. But we got to make sure that even despite the enemy's tactics, despite his attacks, we still have to keep God first so that we're still able to make the right choice and we can fulfill the design that God has for our lives because God has something special for each of us. There's a purpose for all of us. We are a, we, you know, we are part of this plan, a mass, part of the master. He created us fearfully and wonderfully. And so there is a design for your life. And set up just for you, your design is different from the next person's design. My design is not like yours and yours is not like mine, but God has a design for your life. And he wants you to fulfill it. He wants you to walk into your calling, walk into your purpose. But we got to make sure we're keeping him first, putting him above everything else so that we're making the right choices. Because there's nothing like making the wrong choice and then realizing later on that it was the wrong choice. And then you end up beating yourself up and like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have gone there or I should have said that or I should have done that or I should have gone there. But we got to make sure our priority is set up correctly, making sure that God is our top priority so that we are able to, to think and see and hear and understand clearly when it's time to make those choices. Because let me tell you, you never want to make a a choice or a quick decision without thinking it through, especially when you're not consulting God. Now I understand that there are going to be times when we have to make choices, you know, right off the top. But when it comes to making a, you know, I'll call it a delicate choice or a choice that that could impact your life, 
especially your spiritual life or your, your family or anything that has to do with you, when you have to make a choice that can be detrimental if it's the wrong choice or if you make it too quickly or whatever the case may be, you really got to consult God. That's why he told us to seek him first. Seek him first, and, and that's in everything. And he tells us to acknowledge him in all of our ways. That is the reason why. We want to make sure that we're making the right choice. Like, I don't want to just make any choice. I don't want to just say yes to everything. There may be times when God may want you to say no. And we have to know and understand when to say no, when to say yes, when to go left, when to go right, when to go, when not to go, when to do it and when not to do it. Understand what I'm saying? We we have to make sure that we have an open ear. We have a, a clear understanding of when God is telling us to make certain choices. But the only way that we're able to understand and hear and see clearly so we've got to make sure that he is still and always our top priority and that we'll be able to fulfill the design God has for our lives. We'll be able to fulfill the assignment. We'll be able to walk in our calling. We'll be able to carry out whatever it is God has for you to carry out because we can't do it on our own. We can try. You know, we can try. But I guarantee if we try to do it on our own, we're going to make a mess of it, operating completely out of the will of God. We, we cannot do it on our own because every time we do and every time we try to do it on our own, like I said, we're going to, we're going to make a mess of it. So save yourself the trouble. Save yourself the time, the drama, <laughs> the heartache, the pain the money, because think of all these things that are impacted when you make the wrong choice. Sometimes you get caught up in things that you did not expect to be caught up in, things that you did not see in the beginning. But had we talked with God and prayed about it and consulted it, then we wouldn't be caught up in all of this mess. But some things we bring upon ourselves all because our priorities and our choices are all jacked up. But as long as we keep God first, as long as we acknowledge him, as long as we put him above everything else, then we are prone to make the right choices, better choices, and then we'll know what we need to do, what we need to say, where we need to go in order to fulfill the design that God has for our lives. Just going to pause for a quick second, just in case you're just joining in. You're listening to another episode of Purpose Kingdom. I'm your host, Arthenius Colburn, with One Touch Transformation. And if at any time you would like to call in and talk with me, all you have to do is press the number one if you're already listening, and we'll bring you on the line. If you're listening on on the website, you can call in at 319 527 6091. That's 319-527-6091. And press the number one and we'll bring you on the line. So again, we are talking about priorities and choices, making sure that God is our top priority so that we're able to make the right choices. And again, our priorities will impact the choices that we make and the choices that we make, they reflect our priorities. The choices we make, they reflect our priorities. And, again, that is so true. I mean, even if we're just thinking about everyday life, the people that we know, people who are in our lives and people who we may work with, the people we see on a daily basis, you can almost tell (laughs) where people's priorities are based off of the choices that they make. You know where they stand. You know what they value. You know what's important to them and what's not important to them based off of choices that they make. Because sometimes you're probably thinking within yourself, like, I know good and well she didn't just do that or say that. No, I know I wouldn't have done that. Why? Because you know you know where your priorities are. <laughs> you know where your priorities are. 
and it's going to reflect in the choices that you make. And I'm not, by all means, I am not saying that those are all, they are bad people, but I'm just saying your choices, your choices will reflect your priorities. You can tell a lot about people just based off of their choices, the decisions they make. Some people do not care. <laughs> Some people do not care. And it shows. Some people have no principles, have no morals, do not value anything. And you can determine that just by the choices that they make. Now, I'm not saying going around trying to tell people what to do because people are, you know, they're grown. <laughs> they make their own decisions. They make their own choices. And so it is not up to us to go around telling people what choices to make. We can only, you know, now when it comes to choices, the only thing that we can do and what I would encourage everyone to do, and as a believer, we can encourage people to choose Jesus. So I'm not, is that what I'm saying? Don't don't go around telling people what to do, but you can encourage people to, you know what, choose Jesus. I chose him. Choose Jesus. And we all have our, our, our reasons of why we chose or why we continue to choose Jesus and have him as our top priority. I, I, I can tell you while he wow why I'm sorry, why he's my top choice. And and hopefully you can do the same thing. He's my top priority. And so that that is the, the one thing or like the most important thing, the top thing that I would say we can encourage or do when we're talking about telling people about their choices. <laughs> but we're not going to tell people what to choose. not going to argue. We're not going to fuss about it. But we can encourage them to choose Jesus. <laughs> um, she also said, if you want to know what you'll be like in the future, just look at the choices that you are making today. So profound. If you want to know what you'll be like in the future, just look at the choices that you're making today. Because remember, our choices reflect our priorities. So where are our priorities even right now? Your priorities today will impact what you'll be like in the future. So if you are making the wrong choices now, what do you think is going to happen in the future? And then we can flip it to, you know, completely opposite. If you're making the right choices now, what do you think your future will look like? Now, again, I'm not saying you're going to have the perfect future. You're not going to have a future where nothing doesn't go wrong because we know life is full of trouble. We're going to have to endure pain. We're going to have to go through hardships. We have to experience hard times. But even through those hard times, What choices are you making? Are you choosing to be bitter about it? Are you choosing to give up? Are you choosing to just give in, throw in the towel? Or are you choosing to see what lesson can be learned from it? Are you choosing to see what God is trying to show you, what he's trying to teach you? So even right now, if you're trying to figure out, okay, who am I going to become in the future? What am I going to be doing in the future? And this is not really so much spiritual, but I'm just talking about everyday life, habits that we have, the choices that we make daily, the choices that we make with, you know, our our money, our time, people who we associate with. What choices are you making? You know, there's the old saying, you are what you eat. If you continue to eat junk, then what are you going to become? a body full of junk, whether it's physically or or spiritually. If you are lacking healthy food and a healthy spiritual life, then what do you think your your your, your life is gonna be like? And not just in the future future, but just in the near future. Every day, everything that we take in, everything that we feed our mind, everything that we feed our body it's going to make an impact or have an impact on who we are and what we become. So we have to make sure that we are making better choices, making the right choices, the things that we're taking in, 
We make so many decisions and choices just on a daily basis. I can't remember what the number is, but I, it's really up there. I think it's like it's over 10,000 because I remember I did this um, – I did a mini lesson with my middle schoolers one time, and it was talking about the decisions that we make on a daily basis and don't even realize it. We don't think about some of the choices that we have to make, and we make them, you know, just subconsciously. Just something as simple as um, what, let's see, well, this may not be one of them, like what side of the bed am I going to get out of? That's if, you, you know, I know a lot of people, if you're like me, I sleep on one side. I've always slept on one side. And even since I've gotten married, I keep that, I want to sleep on that same side. But, <laughs> I mean, that's a choice and, you know, and preference, but that's a choice that we make. But, oh, I know one. All right, so whenever you're putting on your shoes, which shoe do you put on first, the left one or the right one? We make that choice. <laughs> whenever we're putting a, a shirt on, are we putting our left arm in first or the right arm in? It's a choice. So we're making these decisions and choices each and every day. Come to the ones that we really have to think about, the ones that we have to ponder on, the ones that are going to make a, an, an impact. That's when we really have to be careful about those choices and what we are choosing. So if you want to know what you'll be like in the future, just look at the choices that you're making today. What you are today Based on the choice you're making is what you are becoming. So what you are today, based on the choices that you're already making, is what you are becoming, who you're becoming. And you are today what you have become based on the choices you've already made. So in a sense, who we are today is based off the choices that we've made in the past. But at the same time, based on the choices that we're making today, can also be who we are becoming now. So it's not too late. That's the great thing about it. It is not too late. Just because you may have made some particular choices back then or in your past, you may have made some terrible choices. We all have. Like I said, we all have a past. We've all made bad choices, made bad decisions, and we have to deal with the consequences because, hey, we made that choice. But just because we made those choices in our past does not mean we have to remain who we are based off those choices. We can change. We can change and become better and become who God initially wanted us to be or who he wants us to become. Our choices, again, which reflect our priorities, they will help us fulfill God's design for our lives. Getting everything done or deciding what doesn't need to be done is a matter of choice. Everything that we decide, every answer that we give, every decision, it's a matter of making a choice, whether we're going to say yes or no, whether we're going to stay or go, whether we're going to go to the left or to the right, whether we're going to remain silent. It's a choice. But if we want to make the right choice, if we want to make sure, you know, be sure of our choice, then we want to make sure that God, again, is our top priority so that we're able to make the right choice. And there's a reason why I keep saying put him first, keep him the top priority, because even when God was giving out the commandments, when he was giving out the commandments, establishing his Ten Commandments, way back in Exodus, in the 20th chapter, one of the first commandments is, thou shalt have no other guys before me. Because the moment we begin putting anything else above God, then it becomes our God. It becomes our idol. It becomes something that we worship more than our God. And so he lets us know, like, hey, this is the top commandment, the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Because anything else is going to impact every choice that you make. If you do not have me first, if you do not put me first, if we do not put God first, then every choice that we make is going to be based off of whatever else is above God. Like I said, it could be time. It could be money. It could be just the pleasures of life. There's so much, so much that we may not even realize so many things that we may not even realize that we 
often, you know, and subconsciously put above God and don't even really think about it. But he says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And there's a reason why he says that. Because in order for us to fulfill the design that he has for us, then, hey, we got to keep him first. He's got to be top priority. No ifs and buts about it. There is, I mean, there's no other way. Because our ways are not like his ways. Our thoughts are not like his thoughts. And so if we start thinking our own thoughts and doing things our own way, we're just going to make a mess of everything. And here we're not being able to fulfill the assignment or fulfill the design that God has for our lives. So that's why I say, hey, don't put anyone, anything, any God above me. I need to be top priority. I need to be first. All right, so let's, I got a few scriptures that I would like to share, and this will help us all. So this is, you know, this is not just for you, but it's also for me, because even when I am speaking, when I am ministering, it's not just for you. I'm ministering to myself. It is a reminder even for me. All right, so um, Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Luke chapter 10 and verse 27. And I'm just going to read the first part of it. So it said, the man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, all your strength and all your mind. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to back it up to the 25th verse. Let's go to the 25th verse. So Luke 10 and 25. And it's even labeled um, the most important commandment in reading through the New Living Translation, the most important commandment. So Luke 10 and 25, it says, One day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. The teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? So going back to the law of Moses, talking about back in Exodus. So Jesus replied, what, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. So, again, he's our top priority. He's first. I, I don't care. Family, friends, God is first. God is first because I want to make sure that I am making the right decisions. I want to make sure that I am fulfilling the plans that God has for me. So in order for me to do that, hey, I got to put them first. It's rephrased again, even in Matthew 22, 36 and 37. So Matthew 22, 36 and 37. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The first and greatest commandment. So that lets us know how important it is. He is emphasizing, like, look. I need you to love me with every part of you, every being of you. If you want to fulfill the plans that I have for you, then I need you to love me with every part of you, above everything else, above everyone else. And that's what I need from you. That's what I need because that's the only way that you can fulfill it. All right, so now I'm going to read again another account in Mark, Mark chapter 12, verse 29. So Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. He's the one and only. There is no other God. He's the one and only the 30th verse says, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. 
I mean, it doesn't get any plainer than that. Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your mind, soul, and strength. That, that That's the greatest, the first and the greatest commandment. And, and that pretty much just, like I said, it tells us plain as day what we need to do, where our top priority is. The choices that we make depends on our priorities. And if we love the Lord our God with our heart, mind, soul, and strength, then the decisions that we make, it will be reflected through that. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Because if you have the spirit of God, you'll be able, like I said, you'll be able to discern even from others the choices that they make based off where their priority is. I am so serious. Like, it is it is important. It is, I'm saying it is imperative that we do follow this, this first and great commandment. It will save us trouble. It will save us time. It will save us heartache. It will save us pain. It will save us maybe even money. <laughs> there are things that we may not even need, may not even need to go, may not even need to do, and we just spent all this money doing it, and there was something inside of us telling us, oh, I don't think you need to do this, or I don't think you should go there. I don't think you should buy that, not just yet. And if we don't listen to those that voice, and make the opposite decision or the deci- make the opposite choice, then it's going to cost us. It's going to cost us because certainly it costs when we don't make the right choice. One way or another, it costs. It can cost us spiritually. It can cost us mentally and emotionally. It can just be up in a, you know, in an uproar. It can cost us monetarily. It can cost our time. We Wasted time because we made the wrong choice. Wasted money because we made the wrong choice. But we, we've got to make the right choice. And, again, our choices are reflected based off of our priorities. They, they really are. And so that's why it is so important to choose because, guess what, God gives us free will to put him first or not. We do. Because he he has given us free will, we do have the choice. And the same way that he gives us a choice to put him first, whenever we are faced with these decisions, when we're faced with, you know, different things that we need to think about and ponder about and and make a decision about, hey, we have a choice to make the right choice or the wrong choice. Sometimes we can know within ourselves what the right choice is and then choose to do the opposite. Sometimes God is telling us no, and we still say yes. Or sometimes he's telling us yes, and we were like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. I'm not going. I'm not saying it. <laughs> oh, man. But remember, even when we know to do good and we don't, it's a sin. So even when God is telling us to be the better person, be the bigger person, be nice, be forgiven, and we're like, mm we want to be stubborn, I, <laughs> it's going to cost you. One way or another, it's going to cost you. <laughs> so with even making the, the right choices, it causes us to be obedient. So it's like it opens the door to blessings. So whenever we're being obedient because we're making the choice that God wants for us or wants for our life, then we're obedient and then he's able to bless us. He's able to open even more doors, and we're able to walk and fulfill the design that God has for our life. And that's the beauty of it all. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. That's the purpose of it. So Matthew 6 and 33, when we seek him first, when we put him first and his righteousness, then all these other things, he said, will be added unto us. So we don't have to worry about trying to get these other things. Like, don't worry about that. It'll come. Don't worry about it. Like, God is going to take care of us. He's going to take care of you. He supplies all of our needs. He said he will supply all of our needs. And guess what? He'll give us some of our wants, too. 
I'm not saying he's going to give you everything that you want, but he is going to give you everything that you need. Now, there are some things that we think we need, but it's more so of a want, but he will give us everything that we need and supply all of our needs. He will keep us. He He will protect us. But the one thing that we have to do, we have to choose to put him first. We have to make sure that we are putting him first. And so I encourage you, I admonish you to seek God first, to make him your your top priority. It, everything else will be added. I'm not saying you're going to have a perfect life. We will never have a perfect life, not until we inherit eternal life. That's when you call a, a perfect life. But while we're on this side of the side of the world, this side of the earth, we we will not we will not have a perfect life. And so we have to still, even knowing, even going through, we still have to, you know, choose Jesus, keep him first. And so even if you have noticed, if you've sensed that you have begun to put other things above him. If you've been spending less time with God, hey, tonight is the night that we can, hey, return back to him. Let's put him first again. Let's put him back where he needs to be. Let's make him top priority. Let's make him top priority so that we can start seeking him first. And maybe you may be someone who's listening and you don't know God. And you're like, well, how am I putting him first? Why would I put him first? And so, again, I encourage you, if you seek him first, all these other things, they'll be added. So you don't have to worry about how you're going to get other things. Seek God first. He will direct you. He will direct your path. And so all we have to do is acknowledge him. And he tells us not to lean on our own understanding because our own understanding, (laughs) it'll mess us up. We'll think we know what we're doing or think we're on the right path or thinking we're making the right choice when we're just making a mess of it. And so tonight, I encourage you, I admonish you all, make Jesus or make God our top priority. And if you need to get back on course, if you need to know God, then we're going to pray. We're going to pray that God is number one in our life, that he is our top priority so that we can make the right choices. Make God your first choice, your top choice. Choose Jesus so that you can make the right choices. It won't be easy. You won't be perfect. But you'll have him on your side when you're making these choices, when you're making these decisions. And so if you're ready to choose Jesus, if you're ready to make him your top priority, then I want you to pray with me. If you know that you have, you know, fallen off course and you need to make him your top priority, you can pray with me too. Because we know that God is just, he is a just God, and he's able to cleanse us from all of our sins and all of our unrighteousness. So even if you have, veered off, and maybe you place some things above him, guess what? God can still forgive you. He still will forgive you. He tells us just to repent. All we have to do is repent. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So you, if you know you believe in him, then you know that Jesus he died for your sins. He died for the times that we place other things above him, but we return back to him. And so, God, we pray. Father, we thank you for being who you are. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for all of our sins. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood that was shed. And that was for the remission of our sins. God, we thank you for being forgiven, for being compassionate, and for being so loving. And God, we ask that you forgive us for all of our wrongdoings. God, we ask that you forgive us for every time that we didn't consult you, for every time we didn't seek you first, for every time that we placed 
any other idea, any thought, anything above you. God, forgive us for not spending enough time with you, but spending time with other things, doing other things and and the pleasures of this world. God, we ask for your forgiveness. God, help us to return to you, to our first love, where we have put you first and made you our top priority. And, Father, I ask you to touch that man, touch that woman, that boy and the girl, wherever they may be listening, who has an open heart to receive you. God, that, that man, that woman, that boy and that girl that wants to choose to put you first, Father, I ask that you take full control of their life. Take full control of our life. God, we want to seek you first and not worry about what we want. But, God, we want you to make, make sure that you are our top priority because we know that you will supply all of our needs. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness. And, Father, I pray for each and everyone who is listening. God, I pray for those who are sick, who needs a healing. So, God, Because, God, even your, your, your son's death on the cross was even for our healing. So, God, I pray healing in the name of Jesus. Those who need a miracle, those who need a blessing, who need a breakthrough, who need deliverance. Oh, God, I ask that you just go see about them, meet the needs of your people. God, I pray for those who are in the hospital, those that are in the nursing homes, those who are confined to their homes fighting different battles. God, I ask that you see about your son and your daughters. God, I pray for those that are in the prisons. God, I pray for those who are, you know, working the hospitals and the first responders. God, I pray for our, our president and those that are in the White House. God, you know and you and you see the turmoil that's going on, the discord that continues to happen. But, God, we pray that you just take full control. God, we pray for the world at large. God, we pray for the war that's going, oh, going on. God, we pray that you continue to, to cover the civilians, cover those so that you may protect them. We pray for Israel. God, we pray for your people everywhere. God, we pray for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. God, we pray that you comfort and strengthen them only like you can. God, I pray for the daily family. God, I ask you to continue to strengthen them and see them through. God, we pray for those who are fighting mental illnesses, those that are that are fighting diseases, chronic diseases, chronic illnesses, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, whatever it may be, God. With your stripes, your people are healed. There is nothing too hard for you. God, I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I believe in your in the power of your healing, the power of your deliverance. And God, I pray that your will be done. God, we thank you. We love you. And we'll forever give your name all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 At this time, I'm going to turn it over to Brother Rob, and he's going to give us our announcement for Purpose Kingdom. All right, all right. Thanks so much, Minister Jack uh, Colvin, for tonight's episode. I really appreciate the word that was brought forth tonight and uh, the message. Uh, so real quickly, this is a part of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are, whether you're joining us by phone or by Internet. We greatly appreciate your listenership and support. We also um, appreciate those that uh, share with your friends and family members, letting them know the Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, we do have a call number, which is 319-527-6091. Press the number one, and you can talk to any one of our hosts, and we'll get you in as quickly as we can. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on uh, social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, also, uh, please check out our radio network, which is PKN.com, where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. Okay, and if you want to email us, you can email us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. You can uh, send your questions, concerns, 
can say hello or send a praise report. We greatly appreciate that. Also, if you're in need of a Bible, just leave your contact information, and we'll send you out a Bible. All right, and uh, with God's will, God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for The Dwelling Place, and that's going to be hosted by Sister Dominique Hudson. Once again, with God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for The Dwelling Place, and that's going to be hosted by Sister Dominique Hudson. All right, and with that, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to turn the show back over to Minister Colvin. All right, thank you for those announcements, Brother Rob. All right, so just some final and closing words for this evening's show. Um, Again, just want to encourage each and every one of you to always put God first. Um, I remember growing up, my father would often quote the scripture, and sometimes he still does. Um, Ecclesiastes 12 and 1 says, remember now the creator in the days of thy youth. And so, um, and that's not all of it, but I just wanted to pause there. So he would often say that, you know, it's best, even though it does not happen like that every time, but it's best if you're able to know who God is early on. And I know that everyone is not, you know, able to know who God is or learn who God is at an early age, but, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late. And so the scripture goes on to say, remember now the creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. And so he would always say the time to, to, to learn to live for God is now. And so whenever you get old you will have something to lean on. And so as I get older and each and every day I'm understanding why he would quote that scripture and why he would just just be so adamant about knowing who God is just early on or wherever you are at your stage of life. But just knowing who God is, it gives you something to lean on at all times. So whenever those hard times come and we are living in evil days, then we'll still have something to lean upon. So as long as we keep God first, as long as we put him first in everything that we do, and and I'm serious, Everything, every decision. Some people may find it comical or may feel like, oh, you're doing so much when you know, say, I got to pray about it. But if you got to pray about it, don't feel bad about it. And do not allow anyone to make you feel bad about it. If you want to pray about making a decision before you give someone an answer or before you make a choice, by all, may, by all means, pray about it. There is nothing wrong with it, absolutely nothing wrong with it. Because he tells us, tell us to, you know, seek him first. He tells us to acknowledge him in all of our ways. So that's everything. Every decision that we have to make, every choice that we have to make, if you feel that you have to pray about it, do so. Like, I encourage you to do so because you don't want to make the wrong choice. And so, again, choose Jesus. Choose him first. Make him first. Make him the top priority. And I also want to reiterate the choices that you make now can determine, you know, who you will be in the future. So even though you may have made bad choices in the past and they very well might reflect who you are today, does not mean that you have to remain that person. You do not have to remain in that same state because God is he's amazing enough. He is good enough to make you into something even better. And he wants you to fulfill the plan that he has for you. He desires that you do well. And so put him first. Acknowledge him. Like I said, it won't be easy all the time. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to have a perfect life. You're not going to have an easy life. But life with Christ is better. Do life with Christ, and and it will be better, I promise you. So, again, I appreciate you tuning in to another episode I've been your host, Arsenius Colvin, with One Touch Transformation. For more information about One Touch Transformation, also known as OTT, you can find us on Facebook. All you have to do is type in One Touch Transformation, and you'll learn more information about what we have done within these past 10 years and what are some things to come. But like I said, that will be for a special episode um, next year, celebrating 10 years, 2024. And so God is good. He, He is great. And I know that he's not done with any of us yet. There's so much more for us to do, so much that he has planned for us, and as long as we keep him first, we'll be able to carry out every assignment that he has prepared for us, no matter how hard it is, 
<laughs> no matter how hard it is and how hard it may seem. But just keep God first. I love you. And remember that God loves you even more. Have a good night. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me.